What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of For the Love of Games. I'm your host, Eason, and today there's a very special guest, uh, the guy who sleeps in the same room as me, my roommate, <laughs> Bailey Haig. What's up? How are y'all doing? I'm glad to be here. It's awesome. <laughs> me and Bailey have actually been talking about uh, doing a podcast for like a really long time. Because, yeah. as you can tell, Bailey really has a uh, voice for the radio. I have a voice for the radio, and some would say I have a face for the radio as well. I wouldn't say that. I think I do. <laughs> but, yeah. The thing is, it's really funny because I have no idea how to talk into phones. But here we are anyways. Oh yeah, right now we're recording this on my phone. Because today is... We're, we're, we're living in a modern age... Where you can record an entire podcast just on your phone. And send it to... The world. The interwebs. That's yes. correct. <laughs> um, today, we are going to talk about multiple games. Um, Bailey is involved, very involved in uh, the kids' ministry at North Highland. Um, you know, where we both go to school. Mm-hmm. And I know from my time helping out uh, Pastor John Hardy, our kid's pastor, uh, they play a lot of games in there. And some of them are very fun, um, and some of them are... Weird. Very weird. Weird is the word. So, um, Bailey, what games did you play this Sunday? This past Sunday, we played... The first game we played was called Can Jam. And that could mean so many things, but uh, what it means for the kids and what they know it to mean is um, you get a trash can, an empty trash can, obviously. it doesn't. You don't want to get a trash can full of trash. Um, but you put it in the middle of the room and you get maybe three or four kids, uh, maybe three girls and three boys, because we like to do boys versus girls, obviously. That's like the big the big team aspect when you're that age. Um, and they have to hold hands in a circle around the trash can. They have to walk around the trash can, and they're trying to pull each other into the trash can. And if you touch the trash can with your body, you're out. Oh. So it's called can jam. Okay. So this is one that I actually put into my book. Oh, really? Uh, and... The name that I know it by is Amoeba. Amoeba? Yes. Why in the world is it called Amoeba? Um, Because if you look at it from the top, uh, (laughs) the kids going around in a circle (laughs) kind of look like an amoeba (laughs) with the the can being the nucleus. Oh my gosh. And quick (laughs) side note to that, if anybody listening to this has been on Instagram following any youth ministry pages recently, there has been this video going around of two kids playing this game in the final round, and one of the kids is just doing some sort of ninja moves. (laughs) If you haven't seen that, you need to look it up, because it is one of my favorite videos of a game uh, on the interwebs right now. But yes, Can Jam slash Amoeba is 
really fun. <clears throat> do you want to hear about the second game? I do want to hear about the second game. Okay. I don't think we ever actually got around to playing it, uh, just because we ran out of time and stuff, but it's just uh, the basic uh, head, shoulders, knees, and cup game. We love that game. Where you, Yeah, you either have a solo cup or like a little foam cup, and you have to touch your head, your shoulders, your knees, and your toes, uh, depending on what the game uh, warden... The game master. <laughs> the game master says... And then when he says cup, you gotta quickly try to grab the cup, and whoever grabs the cup wins. That's a pretty straightforward game. That's that's a cool one because you can play at any age. You can play that game. Uh, yeah, I think we at North Highland in all of the student ministries we play that game the most out of any games. That's also one yeah. that I kind of put there at the end of my book just because it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and yeah, that's one where you can do it really with any size group of people. I mean, it really doesn't matter how how big the group is. And it's also like super easy to set up. Yeah, you just need a cup and a partner. Yeah, like both of these games, really. You had a really easy to set up Sunday of uh, playing games. And I know from my experience coming in there, um, there's a lot of games that you guys play. Yeah. That are definitely. very technical to set up. Oh yeah. And I just remember definitely having to run out from the back <laughs> and take like those animal mascot heads and like tubes that they had the kids had to run through and doing all these obstacle yeah. courses and that's a really uh really fun job to have if yeah. you're one of the um volunteers. So, um, this podcast, we really, the intended focus is on youth ministry, uh-huh. but I know that you really work strong a lot with uh, the kids' ministry, so how does, how is that service kind of ordered? How, how, do, how do you kind of, what, what does it look like? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, it's really important. And there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but uh, it's really important for kids to have structure, at, even at that age, um, especially because their their attention spans are a little shorter, typically, um, and they're higher energy, so they're gonna want you know active stuff. They want visuals to look at. They want uh, music to hear. You know, they want games that they can physically play. Um, that you know captures their attention a little more um, so we typically try to start high energy and then we'll bring it down um, in like an offering time or a prayer time for the kids to kind of like get them back focused on uh, the lesson for the day and you know just having prayer which you know is a spiritual discipline um, and then we'll do something fun after that like a game um, something high energy or maybe we'll watch a video that will kind of introduce a sermon or you know the lesson for the day um you can you can structure it a lot of different ways we typically we typically stay in the same mold um but we've recently we've added a lot of visual and timer based things so like in between uh like say if i just get done with a game 
and we're about to go into offering or we're about to go into uh, a lesson for the day, we'll have like a, a minute countdown timer and it, it plays some like interactive music and it helps the kids to like, it's like they hear the music, they see the timer, so they know to kind of like anticipate what's next instead of just like talking to their friends or, uh, you know, just wherever a kid's mind goes, you know, they go off into all kind of imaginative areas. Um, but it kind of helps them stay, stay, uh, focused on what's coming next. So that's, that's actually been a thing that we started implementing like less than two months ago and it really works. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know from, um, working with wind shape camps, um, I always describe wind shape as being VBS on steroids <laughs> that uh is done by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, they put they take VBS and they uh train it up, give it some steroids and uh take it on the road. And their biggest thing is they say that these kids have the attention span in minutes is equal to their age in years. So yeah, if the youngest fair. kid that's is fair. like if the youngest kid is seven, the youngest kid is like five, then you got about five minutes. And I so can, uh yeah, I mean I mean you've got some older kids in there that can pay attention for longer, but like your 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 little I'm thinking your little first graders time, your little but, first graders are not gonna be able to yeah hang in there for that long definitely the young the youngest kids but i mean there's even some older kids you know it's very it's very specific to the child that's true that's and, true and especially if they already have their hands on technology and stuff like that like if they already have a phone oh you, yeah you can forget about it man you got like maybe two or three minutes but that's when that's when it's important to just uh you know reel them back in like if you're teaching a lesson that's a 10-minute lesson, like that's not too long to sit there and ask for them to listen. And sometimes they're going to get sidetracked, but it's your job as a teacher to interest your students. You know, like you want to say something that's going to be important to their lives and also make it exciting. So Yeah, that's true really for any age of people. Yeah. Like they're not going to pay attention if it's not interesting. Yeah. You know, you can get up and say the most profound thing, but if you don't make it sound interesting, then people are just going to think, oh, it's just some random, boring thing that this guy is saying to me. But yeah, I really enjoy how you guys, um, or I really appreciate how you guys, uh, can, can keep the energy high and can keep those kids, uh, focused yeah. for, as long as you have them. Yeah, it takes work. And uh, in the realm of games as well, as a team, we try, we try to actually make games that either go along with the series that we're doing or they line up with the big idea. So, like, my pastor texted me today and he was like, hey, I want you to, like, work on maybe making some games that line up with our big idea for this upcoming Sunday. And the big idea... I can't remember the exact thing word for word, but it's about giving. So my job is how can I make a game or even two games 
that reinforce the big idea and also let the kids have fun. So it's it's it can stretch you like how to be creative in that sense. Um, and we've never really done that before, so it's pretty cool that we're getting to try that as well. Yeah, that's a that's a really big uh that's a really big thing that I try to push when people ask me, hey, what game we should play? It should be something that's relevant, you know, to your <clears throat> to your kids, to what's going on with them, to kind of make them pay attention to what's what's happening. Like this past Wednesday, uh, we played around with some knocker balls. Again, I didn't get in it this time, so I didn't get a bloody nose. But I watched, <laughs> I watched a student have the exact same thing happen to him. Ooh. Daniel busted his nose. Daniel son. Daniel son busted his nose. Ooh. In the knocker ball, I was like, I feel you, bro. Same thing <laughs> happened to me. Yep, happened to me Sunday. Welcome to my world. But we played a lot of games that we were going to play at Fall Retreat. And that was because Fall Retreat was this past weekend. And we were trying to get kids to sign up. And wouldn't you know it, some of those kids that I was working on, trying to get them to come to Fall Retreat, I was like, hey, bro. I was trying to get uh, our buddy Isaiah to come to Fall okay. Retreat because yeah, he wasn't Zay. on the list. And I was Good like, Zay. Zay, you got to come to Fall Retreat now that you've seen all this. And he was like... Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> and he ended up getting baptized at Fall Retreat. So Come on. That's just, like, everybody, everybody sleeps on games, but yeah. that's, that's the power of that kind of thing. If you show them something's going to be fun, and then you kind of sneak in some Jesus, that's, how, that's really how you can reach out to kids. And so... um yeah, that's about all our time. Uh, thanks for being on my podcast, Bailey. It was Bailey. a pleasure. It was great to talk to you about um, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and maybe maybe he'll be back. He'll be a recurring character eventually. So, uh, Hey, I got a lot to say. <laughs> I got a lot of words. <laughs> so uh, make sure you tune in next week, and thanks for listening.